Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Um, so the thing about the, the, the tattoos on the back of the hand, what I normally say to people is if you can pinch it, you know, if you've got a tattoo, if you can pinch it, then we might be able to remove it. If you can, you know, wherever it is, well, you know, your face, but you know, if you can pinch it, then, then that gives us an idea of how much laxity and what happens on the hand. People often pinch their hand and say, look at that. I've got a big, I can take it off big because often people have them here. You know, a bit, oh, no. The problem with the hand is if you pinch it, um yes you might be able to take that skin pinch but the reason you can the reason the laxity on the hand is because you've got to make a fist so if you pinch it and take a load of skin off the fat back of the hand and then you go home and you make a fist there's no longer any laxity once you made a fist so um so that is a bit of an issue if uh you've got a tattoo on the back of the hand so the back of the hand I'm now on Facebook. Right. OK, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there and technical department uh, as per usual. So the back of the hand is not a good place. There's loads of places that are not good places for tattoo excision. Back of the hand is not good. Shoulder is not good. So I don't want to mislead anyone by saying, oh, we can do tattoo excision because we can do tattoo excision. We can take some quite big tattoos off. But, you know, send us your photo. And if it's not suitable, then I will tell you. And the, and I'm, I'm, t I'm sorry that the that the back of the hand one was not a suitable one and I didn't mean to mislead and I gain nothing by misleading anyone because it's not like I'm you know you don't don't pay to to send us a photo it's all gratis free um Jay says the back of my hand is slightly smaller yeah I mean Jay that one is a massive one even a smaller one because often you get those little ones here it, it are not good the back of the hand is just not good because even if you feel like you've got laxity it goes when you make a fist so every time you make a fist it's not going to be good so i don't know what the orientation because the other thing is the orientation when you look at uh, tattoos so ideally you want it orientated this way because you want to make the scar like that so that when you make a fist it's not giving tension on it if you make a scar like this and you make a fist that can pull the scar open so you you want a scar to go in sort of in the line with your tendons um but, you know, the back of the hand, the back of the finger, even a very small tattoo on the finger is very hard to remove. And it's not a good place for a tattoo. Yes, I will, Jay. Um, will I look at your tattoo? How can I do that, Jay? Um, you can email it to me. Can you somehow? I don't know, Jay. Is there some way you can show me a tattoo? Um, by all means, yeah, this is this is a sort of this is gold. I mean, this is the reason why YouTube wanted me. Because this sort of goal, this is this sort of interaction is gold. Um, so Jay, how can you show me a tattoo? I've had laser and it's faded plenty, but not exactly happy. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, um, Jay, if you email me, I can um, show it to the people at home, or I don't know some other way of doing it. I don't know if there's some way. Uh, didn't mean to be rude. I don't think you're being rude. No, not not rude. Um, so if you email me, you are. Uh, I will check it out while we're going. And uh, yeah, so. But the yeah, so it depends on the size and the location. So size, 
because uh, I've just got another one. And in fact, he's just emailed me back just now. Uh, someone who can't be on this because he said he's working, but he just emailed me. Anyway, a uh, very large tattoo on his abdomen. But it's huge, absolutely huge. And it's just too big. It's just too big to remove by decision. So, um, yeah, size and location. Those are the two important things for tattoo removal. And they're both important. A big tattoo on a good location is potentially a goer so it's not just size uh, and a small tattoo in a bad location is a potentially no goer so size and location which is why you have to send us a photo my hand hurts now i've been pinching it too much so it's why you have to send us a photo so i can't really say to you you know a size of a 50p piece is going to be okay sort of thing because it depends on the location and the other thing is if it is big what we sometimes do is we um, do what's called a serial excision where we take um, a piece of it away and then we take another piece of it away and another piece of it away but that can make it quite a few time a few sessions so sometimes we can do that for a larger tattoo but some tattoos are just a no-no and i'm afraid this hand is a no-no it is too big uh to be removed by excision but uh, by all means, Jay, send us your photo or do if you can somehow get it to me in some technological way. I would love to see it. Uh, I've been neglecting the chat. I've got a question. Oh, they've done that virtual consultation. How long after mini tummy tuck, breast lift and augmentation, blimey, can I uh, fly abroad? Right. Um, wow. Um, first thing, Natty runs Ed is to um, talk to your surgeon. Yeah, talk to your surgeon, because your surgeon's always best place to answer questions like this. Um, but in general terms, after a mini tummy tuck, breast lift and augmentation. Okay, so the breast lift and augmentation, I always say to people, is a big deal. You know, mini tummy tuck, is a relative you know but but breast lift and, and implants you can't mess about uh it's tight it's if you ask many tummy tucks gonna be tight it's all gonna be tight isn't it it's tight surgery it's uncomfortable um the the thing i say to people is why are you flying abroad if you have to fly abroad if someone's ill in your family or there's some reason you have to fly abroad you can fly abroad they're not going to stop you at the at the um gate and say hold on a minute what's that dressing you got on your breast have you just had surgery? You know, they're not going to stop you. You're just going to walk straight through. So um, you can fly abroad whenever. But there are a couple of things. First of all, DVT, PE, clots in your legs, fly off into your lungs. Flying is a risk of this. Surgery is a risk for this because you're immobile during the surgery. So you don't want to multiply up your risks. So um, you want to give it, you know, I'd say at least six weeks for that. Also, you've got to think you're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard to lift bags. So if you're going for a holiday, say, you, you're going to, it's going to ruin the holiday a bit if you go in the first you know, couple of months. So um, I would say give it, say, minimum like two months, maybe three months. And then around two, three months, things are starting to settle. Your scars will probably be a bit red, but you can probably hide them if you're going in the sun. You still feel fragile. But yeah, two, two, two or three months, I would say. Um, but to, to be comfortable but if you're asking when can I fly abroad, you know, there's no sort of, there's no rule or no law about it. Um, you can fly whenever you want. Jay, looking out for your email. Uh, info at stianoplasticsurgery.co.uk, by the way. Info at stianoplasticsurgery, S-T-A-I-A-N-O, plastic surgery. 
www.ivyfarmer.co.uk. Emma Victoria, my implants are 11 years old. Think I will need lift with augmentation. Is this much more complicated than an augmentation alone? Easy for me to say. Yes, it is, Emma. Um, yeah, basically. Um, so it, it's, it's it's a couple of things. It's more complicated. It's more scarring, which I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Emma, but it is more scarring. When you do a lift, uh, when you do an implant only, you have, uh, probably you've got a, got a scar in the fold. When you do it, combine it with a lift, then it's scarring on the front. And a lift with implants is a, a, a relatively big deal because it is lifts tightening the skin, implants are tightening the skin. So it has got a relatively high complication rate when compared with other types of cosmetic breast surgery. Um, and so there is many surgeons don't do it, Emma. Many surgeons will not do a lift with implants. They will stage it. They will do one and then um, do the other. I do do it, and uh, but I warn everyone it's got a high complication rate. And in terms of complications, that means if you have a problem with the wound healing, if the wound's so tight and the wound breaks down, if you get any infection, if infection gets to the implant, you have to remove the implant, let it settle, and then put another one back in again. So that's a that's a big deal. So um, yes, having a lift with the ink augmentation is a big deal. And so basically, if you, I mean, what a lift does is it tightens the skin. So there's essentially two ways of tightening the skin, which is to do a lift, as previously noted, or an implant. An implant can sort of tighten the skin. So it depends on how sort of how much skin you've got, how how much droop you've got. So if you've got a significant droop, you might need an implant. Uh, sorry, you might need a lift. But if you haven't got a significant droop, then you can use implants to tighten the skin to a degree. It doesn't lift the nipples, so the shape's never as good as when you do a lift. But that's one thing to think of. I don't know what your circumstances are. If you've lost weight, if you've had children, those things will stretch your skin and make give you more of a droop and make you need a lift more. But uh, this is something we could chat about maybe take it offline, you know, chat about uh, if you wanted to. Um, oh, hold on a minute. There's more to this question than meets the eye. It doesn't come up. I'll need a lift. Uh, sorry, my implants are 11 years old. I think I will need a lift with augmentation. Is this much more complicated than augmentation alone? And is it normal to need lift when replacing implants? I wouldn't say it's normal, Emma. It Obviously, uh, uh, by definition, a lot well, not by definition, but often a long period of time has passed between uh, your um, uh, your your first surgery and the second surgery. So during that period of time, you've been acted on by gravity, as are we all, and things may have happened in your life, particularly weight loss and children, which may cause your breast to stretch and, and droop. The other thing to consider is what you want to do in terms of size. So particularly if you want to downsize your implants, then that's going to create more spare skin and increase your need for a lift. If you want to upsize your implants, you might be able to take some of the slack skin up. Uh, or if you want to stay about the same, then maybe then just due to normal life events, then it could droop. But I wouldn't say it's normal to need a lift when replacing implants, not least because often people who have implants in, in the first place have got smaller breasts. And the breast is the thing that's acted on by gravity. So if you've got a smaller breast, then there's less breast tissue to be acted on by gravity. So you're less likely to need a lift. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily um, more common to need a lift when replacing implants. It can be this case that some people just want the implants replaced and you don't do a lift. You just replace the implants. But if you're not happy with the shape, then 
replacing the implants would be an option. So yes, if you want to, are we doing virtual consultations, Emma? You can book them online or give us a ring if you want to book that. That would be fine, and it would be nice to uh, go talk to you about this sort of thing. Um, so feel free to book it through the website or Facebook. Actually, there's a tab I believe on Facebook you can book it. I have reason to believe. Um, done the hand tattoo. Oh, speaking of virtual consultations, do I need to show my tummy on the virtual consultation? Um, no, um, no, I do you know what I don't examine you at all on the virtual consultation. It doesn't feel right. It just feels a bit odd and it doesn't just on several levels. It's not right. So, um, no, don't worry. I won't ask you to do anything like that on the virtual consultation. Obviously, if you've got a mole or something on your face or a scar, then I will look at it. But if it's something on your body, I just think it's nicer to send. Well, Either send us a photo if you if you want or if you feel comfortable with that, or I'll just see you in real life in the clinic um, because, you know, I probably need to examine you. Certainly in this case, with the, with the tummy tuck, you need to examine uh, patients, check out the integrity of the muscles and uh, see how much laxity there is. So, yeah, it usually comes to the fact that we're going to have to examine you at some point. So, no, don't do any sort of examination or intimate thing on the virtual consultations. That's me personally. I don't know what other people do, but um, don't worry. You will not be asked to show any part of your body on the virtual consultation. It'll literally be a chat and me showing you photographs. Um, and that's as far as it goes. If you have uh, uh, something that needs to be seen, you can send a photo to me or we, I, we can, I can examine you when you come to the clinic and there's chaperone there and, you know, all the right environment to do that sort of thing so um stevie's stevie's come in stevie's come in with uh okay let's do stevie because stevie's there um can i have my lip nipples moved slightly higher without a breast lift yes you can stevie so uh, there's a couple of ways of doing it um you can do um and of course hi <laughs> um you can do um what's called a crescent well still called a lift because it's lifting the nipple so basically you've got a nipple here um what you've got to think of is i mean it's not easy stevie it is not easy because if you do a crescent lift you just take a crescent of skin above the nipple and just lift it up a bit now that has a potential to elongate the nipple because you've just taken asymmetrically some skin above it to, to lift it uh, and there's a risk that, that skin that's going to be under tension, the scar can stretch. The other thing is you can take a donut of skin all the way around. Again, asymmetrical, so like an ovoid of skin, you know, so you cut around your nipple and then an ovoid, so try and lift it up. The problem is if you do that, if you take an ovoid of skin and, uh, then, and then cut around the nipple and move it up, the ovoid is bigger because you've, you've, you've cut around the nipple and then done... I need like a whiteboard, don't I? Do you follow me? You following me? I'm not making. So, um, all right, these are my notes. Don't really want to. Basically, if you've got a nipple. You've got a nipple, that's a breast, that's a nipple there, and you want it to be higher. 
So that that's your nipple now, and you want it to be higher. You want it to be up there, right? So what you can do is you can cut round, cut round your nipple. You see that? So you cut round your nipple, so circle, and then you cut a, 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 like an eccentric circle, so like an ovoid shape. So you're cutting more skin above the nipple. That dotted line is another cut cut line. So then, then you're left with then then you move your nipple up. So you move your nipple up into the space. Right, you move your nipple up into the space. Or is it here? So the nipples moved up, but so your nipples moved from that. You've moved it up into the space, and then you've got a wound, uh, a hole, or a, a you know a, a bit of skin below. But then you've got a bigger circle. You've got this ovoid circle, and you've got the small circle around the, the areola that you've got to do something with. So how? What do you do? So you've got two options. Option one. Option two. So one option is to stitch around the areola so option one is to stitch around the areola and then you're going to have excess skin because you've got this oh, this bit of skin below it got that bit of the skin below so you can have excess skin so you can't stitch it down as a straight line but that look a bit weird that'll be like a circle with a straight line on it it'll look a bit weird you'll have a dog ear there so the other option i've tried to demonstrate that sort of wrinkly skin so you've you've stitched a bigger circle into the smaller circle and it's all wrinkly so um so it gives you like a wrinkly scar so it is an option to to bottom line i don't know how much you want to know you probably didn't want to know all that did you um anyway um it is an option to move a nipple basically slightly higher without a breast lift it's not easy the scar my preference would be to do the wrinkly scar rather than having a little straight line um because the straight line you'll have a dog ear and it'll be pleated up um so yeah it is an option basically but your scar will be a bit bumpy a bit like an areola reduction scar and then it'll sort of settle over time um and you've got to be careful not to go too high. Too high, bad news. So, um, but yeah, usually you do a breast lift, which will be similar, just a bit more than that. But yeah, that's an option. Yeah, I'm not sure how did that go with the, folk, with, <laughs> with the pictures. Um, of course, hi. Stevie's following. Good. What sort of cost would that be? Um, Stevie, call me. Call me or message me. Can you message me to remind me? To, to send you a message i don't know i'll get the people in the office um to do something i'm making a note here making a note stevie i'll try and get them just want to keep the note with my good picture there um mia is in the house big up yourself mia how you doing hi jonathan my minor op is now in August and I'm very, very relieved as it means I've got a lot more time to heal before I'm back at university. I just want to say thank you to everyone at the clinic for always being so helpful and caring. You really do offer a first class service. That is the sort of comments we want. I should show you on Instagram, Instagram people. That's what we're talking about. First class service. Yeah. 
Her words, not mine. Thank you, Mia. First class patient, if you don't mind me saying. Very kind of you. Very kind of you to say. Uh, Stevie, um, no, I did. That was perfect. Thank you. I understand what you mean, like puckering. Exactly. It's um, something I'm definitely considering depending on cost. Yeah. Okay. Send, uh, if you can remind me, Stevie, in an email, but I will try and not make you remind me. I will try and remember and email you or message you on Facebook or do whatever we can do. We'll get someone in the office to do that. Bumpy Girl's here. Hello, Bumpy. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you myself. Um, and I hope you're well too. Um, so thank you. Yeah, we've got some good questions there, haven't we? So what's next? Oh, that's weird. I've got an areola reduction question. That's weird, Stevie. So um, yeah, well, do I need an areola reduction? Wow. Okay. Um, right. So this is a patient um, who uh, has come to the clinic and basically one of the things about areola reduction is that the scar, if your areola is quite pale and quite similar in color to your skin, the scar from an areola reduction, which goes all the way the, around the areola, the, the areola, by the way, is the bit of pink bit around the nipple. The nipple's a bit that sticks out and the areola is the, the pink circle around the nipple. If your skin is quite pale and your areola is quite pale, that scar can be a bit more obvious. There can be a line around your uh, areola. If uh, your areola is quite dark and the skin, and there's quite a demarcation between the color of your areola and the color of your normal skin, it's easier to hide that scar. So the scar can be a bit obvious. And so I basically tell everybody this. And so sometimes people, well, do I need it? I'm like, it's a bit like, um, well, it's a bit like anything that I do. You know, do you need it? It's like, well, it's up to you, really. There's no, um, there's no one saying this is pathological. This needs to be done. No GP is going to look at your areola and think, oh, my God, we've got to rush her into hospital. Um, you know, I mean, when we mark areola, when we're doing an, a breast reduction or a breast lift, then an areola reduction is part of that. We normally mark it about four centimeters, give or take. And so sometimes it's five, six centimeters. So it's marginally larger than what we'd mark it at. But do you need an area? I don't think anyone needs an areola reduction and it's a very personal thing and it depends on you and depends on whether you're happy to accept the scarring because that's the main thing. And this, the scarring is um, puckered, just like we were saying about that. It's puckered up and then it settles over time. So it's up to you. No one needs it. No one needs it. But if you want your areola to be smaller, it is possible, but you have to accept the scar, which might be more obvious if your areola is pale and will be initially um, uh, puckered and then settle over time. Sad vigilante. Oh. Can you remove a fibrous papule with electrosurgery? Whoa, electrosurgery. Blimey. Electrosurgery. That sounds flip. Um ew, fibrous. What do you mean by electrosurgery, sad vigilante? I mean, we have got a thing called uh, a diathermy, which is passes an electrical electrical current through we use it on uh, forceps you can use it on a on a, on a metal thing which is a, a sort of like a blade which you can cut things with um and that would be possible to remove it with that but yes is the answer i'm not sure if there's a contents to the question uh i would personally i would use a knife to cut it off 
and then I would use the electrosurgery, the electrical current to burn it. Similarly with laser, yeah, laser. So laser sort of, laser burns it basically. Uh, so electrosurgery will burn the tissues. Um, but yeah, you can, and you can use an ablative laser, something like a CO2 laser to, to cut things off, to cut lesions off. Um, and that would be possible. So yes, I, I, do, I don't do it. I don't do laser. And whilst we have got an electrosurgery device, I would use a knife to cut it off and then I'd use the electrosurgery to, uh, to cauterize the little blood vessels personally. But it'd be perfectly reasonable to use a cautery to, to take it off or a laser to take it off. They all do the same thing, San Vigilante. I think you've got to be, be careful if someone says to you, oh, I've got this thing, it's brilliant, it's really good, it doesn't leave scars, fantastic. Why don't we all use that? But electrosurgery laser is just delivering energy to the tissues and, and destroying the tissues or cutting it. Um, certainly something like a CO2 laser is, is basically cutting it like a knife would cut it, um, but using laser energy to, to, to do that, to sort of burn the tissues really. Same with electrosurgery, does the same. And they're all uh, reasonable, reasonable ways of doing it. Reasonable, yes, they are. Bumpy girl, sometimes implants stretch the areola, so you might want it reduced during an uplift areola. You, yes. Um, bumpy girl it's variable I never really had it stretched that much to be honest um, the areola uh, but it can make it a bit more tense yeah uh, when you do a um, when you put implants in and it would be part of the procedure to reduce it having a lift anyway you're welcome sad vigilante hope I've answered your question and if you're having electrosurgery to remove your fibrous papule I'm sure that'll be fine so I'm sure that's a very reasonable thing to do and a very reasonable course to take good luck with it but yes um so uh yes sometimes the areolas stretch yes and, areola, and an uplift and uplift is an integral part of an uplift is a reduction is an areola reduction integral part um claire elizabeth when you start to do g operations will you still have a time restriction any idea on mummy make claire you're asking the questions i've already got here that that was my that was my next question um, when you start to do GE operations, will you still have a time restriction? Any idea on when we'll move? Um, i tell you what, Claire, this is all a bit of a headache, isn't it? I've got to be honest with you. Life is hard enough. Honestly, this surgery, you know, surgery and seeing patients and trying to work out, you know, what to do to them. And, you know, it's hard. It's not easy, but to have this other thing with the hospitals not letting us do surgery. Now, I understand the NHS stuff, but even with the private stuff, they're saying they're not doing plastic surgery. But anyway, um, but that's a separate question. So basically, you say when you start to do GA operations, hopefully that'll be soon, Claire, because GA operations have resumed. Uh, and so when we start, if we start today or tomorrow or not today, it may start today um tomorrow yeah or if we start whenever yes we've got a time restriction and that was one of my questions is why do we have a time restriction is it this mic uh why do we have a time restriction on um surgery at the moment and we have a time restriction of three hours so it's three hours is the thing so mummy makeover which is usually an abdominal procedure and a breast procedure is not advisable at the moment because usually a tummy tuck takes two and a half you know maybe three hours on its own so um if you combine it with a breast reduction uh, breast surgery 
it's going to be longer than three hours so we're not allowed to do i don't know why i'm yawning i've been doing virtual consultations all day i've just been on the phone i've got my note i haven't written on my notes anyway um so yes the and the reason for that is claire the reason for the um three hour ting is that there was a paper that came out of china a while ago uh, that suggested that there was a group of people who had surgery who then went on to get covid19 and they had worse outcomes than a, a people who hadn't had surgery and they looked at these people and they found that these people were mainly asa34 which is sort of slightly more higher risk of surgery that's an anesthetic grading means you've got comorbidities and bigger operations basically so what they're saying is if you have a bigger operation and then you develop covid you're going to have a worse outcome than if you hadn't had that operation therefore we shouldn't be doing bigger operations therefore we're not doing operations over three hours so um I don't know what's going to happen. I I'm, I'm assuming, Claire, that at some point we will be able to do surgery over three hours. At some point, mummy makers will be back because I've spoken to two people today, I think, who want the surgery. And one of them was very keen to have both done at the same time. And so it's going to wait. So I've said it will probably be next year. I've got to be honest with you. I'm plucking these figures out of my head. I've got no basis of fact for when we'll be able to do uh, longer surgery. But I'm just guessing that maybe by next year we'll be able to do them. I don't know how things are going to pan out. Are we going to lock down again? Are we not going to lock down? Are we going to go back to normal? So it's hard to know how things are going to pan out. But all I can tell you is that right now we're not able to do operations over three hours. I can't see anything on the horizon. But in my experience, sometimes things happen quite quickly. Like the Spain and, you know, you've got a quarantine. One day they say that's the rule. So the rules can change quite quickly. So maybe, you know, tomorrow they'll say, oh, forget the three hour thing. That's all over. You know, red herring, you can, you're all fine with it. But um, I suspect it probably will be next year. So if you do want a mummy makeover, if you do want them both in one go, I would suspect, I would say to you, it's probably not going to be this year. So if you wanted something done this year, you'd have to have one and then the other, you know, you'd have to have the, the, um, the, well, one of them, tummy or the breast, and then the other one. Uh, what's going on here? Thanks. I, gave a question if i may please have i have a question yes you may bumpy gal i was wondering if you felt comfortable turning a patient during a tummy tuck to do 360 degree lipo to backs flanks and bra line please so disappointing the nhs isn't releasing private hospitals so am i is the three-hour rule national i believe it is uh, bumpy girl i don't know though it's it's it the thing is it's not a, it's not a rule it's a guidance so it's guidance and so yeah and i and it's national yes my, i believe it's national guidance i think it is yeah um would i feel comfortable turning a patient two things bumpy girl would i feel comfortable versus would it be a good thing to do i i, I don't think it'd be a good thing to do bumpy girl turning you to do 360 maybe to get I, I mean i get a little bit around the back if you've got a lot around your back bumpy girl i would say maybe a 360 degree tummy tuck you know a circumferential tummy tuck which really addresses not only the back but the sides um but if you've got a lot of fat on the back 
So what I would do at best, maybe a bit of turning to try and get around to the flanks. In fact, I always try and get around to the flanks. So to the hips and flanks is this area here. Oh, let me demonstrate. It's this area. It's this area. So when you're lying on the operating table, can you see? Oh, okay. Get rid of that question. Yeah, this this area here. That's the area you get with a with that's what I normally that's what I routinely do with a tummy tuck. I get that bit. So you know, I get. You know, you're, you're up to there. Up to there. How far do you want to go? I mean, I don't go right back to the central back. So I, I, I just don't think it'd be worth it to get to that little bit extra at the central back to turn you personally. Um, so no, not a lot. Just access to the flanks. Yeah. I mean, your flanks you can get when you're lying on your back. So, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't really feel like it'd be worth turning all the way. Um, personally, on a personal level. God, look, oh, hold on a minute. When to do our, when can we do GA procedures? Done that. When do you area reduction? Done that. When, why can't you do a mummy makeover? Done that. Oh, I've done them all. I've only gone and done them all, haven't I? I've only gone and done them all. I've done them all. Um, right. Okay. Not a problem. Um, Okay, not all surgeons do this, so it's good news. You routinely reach around the flanks. Yeah, well, not all surgeons would do lipo, maybe, but I think if you're doing lipo, it's it's hips and flanks is the lipo. Um, is that not routine? I'd have thought that would be routine, but uh, yeah, hips and flanks, bumpy goal, uh, is where I do the lipo. Try and get around the sides a bit. Oh, Olivia's in. What we got? I got a question. If there is a price agreed for two procedures and it's cheaper to combine the surgery because of this ongoing rule about three hours, would it then be possible to do two surgeries, but for say half the price? So splitting the price in two, then say a thigh lift can happen way sooner. Um, no, Olivia. So Olivia, the price is cheaper if you see, oh, you said that it's cheaper to combine the surgery. Correct. So no, you can't split it. If you the reason it's cheaper to combine the surgery is because you have one stay in hospital, you have one uh, a pack, you know, instrument one set of instruments, um, one lot of anaesthetic drugs. So there's um, uh, economies there. If you split the surgery in two and had it in two different times, you wouldn't have those economies of the one hospital stay, one anaesthetic pack, or one um, instrument pack, and etc. So yeah, it wouldn't be splitting it in two. It would be back to what the normal price would be. And if anything, Olivia, anyone who's got a price, that, that price will stay the same. But the problem with the economics of all this is we're doing less procedures in the same amount of time because of all the distancing and all the theatre prep and theatre clean. So theatres aren't efficient because we've got a lot of time between cases. So there's only one way the prices are going to go. You know what I'm saying? Because in order to remain profitable, if they were profitable before, their margins have been reduced because they're doing less operations. 
but yeah if you're uh, it's a shame if you want to have one in go because you do get economy of price and economy of recovery and it's it will be a bit galling to have to split it if you didn't want to split it but it is what it is olivia and we are where we are and it's not good by any man's standards no one's happy about it emma victoria when are you hoping to return to face-to-face -face consultation now emma it's happening it's happening face-to-face -face consultations i did some whatever day it is today i don't know did i do some yes i did i did some yesterday i'm doing them every day emma well maybe not every day because i didn't do any today but most days i'm working my fingers to the bone to be honest with you emma i'm um flat out no it is busy at the clinic it's very busy at the clinic thank goodness thank goodness we've got the clinic thank goodness we're able to see patients and do minor procedures you know um so that is very good so yeah we, we're open we've got all sorts of bits and bobs going on so we've all got no face masks on tube coverings and uh there's questionnaires to fill in etc etc but they are going on so um it's so depressing tuesday today yeah so yeah we're doing it it's real it's live so speak now or forever hold your proverbials any more for any more or rodney really sorry about the facebook issues goodness knows what happened there um good old emma look forward to seeing you uh as i say you can book online or you can give us a ring 0121-454-3680 is the number and uh you know what i meant to say at the beginning about youtube and we've got a youtube channel and i'll say it now we've got a youtube channel so if you want to um what's the word subscribe is it yeah subscribe that was a bit half-hearted wasn't it sorry <laughs> it's really good though there's loads of stuff on it oh dear had to work on my pitch anyway good thank you all for listening thank you all for being here please ask away if you've got any questions last minute i think i have got a couple of minutes yes i have have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.